Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of The Tap. I am your host, author Andrew Hess. And today we have not only AEW Dynamite, but it was AEW Dynamite's Blood and Guts. This is Tony Khan's version of War Games that he entitled Blood and Guts. We've had only one of these so far. Uh, happened last year with the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. This year we have the Inner Circle that's broken up. And it was JAS, the Jericho Appreciation Society, taking on former members of the group in Santana and Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, and the Blackpool Combat Club. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But first, we're going to go ahead and cover the rest of AEW Dynamite, that whole pretty much first hour of the show, which was still actually pretty decent on its own. Um, amazing match between Orange Cassidy getting the win over Ethan Page. Um, I thought this was actually a really good match. So I, I was, I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised because both of them are really good. And I feel like Orange Cassidy is so underrated when it comes to his actual in-ring ability. Um, I, I was just really, I was, I was shocked at how well that this went. Um, yeah, it's just, it was weird. I mean, you actually had it like multiple times. Like you had Ethan Page using, you know, putting uh, Orange Cassidy's hands back into his own pants and kind of using that to his own advantage at, you know, at one point. And then you actually had him trying to do basically the razor's edge. And as he's doing that, Orange Cassidy keeps trying to put his hands in the pockets to break the the grip that Ethan Page had on Orange Cassidy's arms. Um just the in-ring chemistry was just amazing. I loved it. Uh, and then you had best friends come out. What I actually liked even beforehand was you had Dan Lambert um, come out when he was with uh, Ethan Page and basically made the referee throw uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta to the back because they don't have an official manager's license, but he does. So he was allowed to stay out there, but the, he made the referee throw the best friends out. And then afterwards, of course, they came back out at the end uh, after the match was over to do their, you know, their best friends hug and embrace at the at the very end. I thought it was just it was a great overall match. And that was probably other than the blood and guts match itself. This was the best match of the night. Uh, Christian Cage came out and cut a promo saying he was told that he was to apologize for the comments that he made last week about jungle boy and instead he kind of flipped it and was just like you know i'm sorry that your entire family hates you and that you know i'm sorry that your entire family should have been dead and all this and it's just like heel christian cage right now man this is great i'm loving it oh and then he brings out luchasaurus because he said i did want a match but i never said it was for me he brings out Luchasaurus to a whole new theme music. His outfit is completely changed. The mask is uh, is altered to look darker as well. Uh, Luchasaurus came out to take on Serpentico and just completely destroyed him within minutes. Um, and basically used kind of like his own version of the uh, of this not the snapmare the whatever it's called that Jungle Boy ends up using. Um, 
that submission hold and gets the the win. Wardlow and Scorpio Sky have a backstage promo and set a match for next week will be for the TNT title that it will be Scorpio Sky defending against Wardlow in a street fight, which means Ethan Page and other members of probably American Top Team are going to go and try to make it where, uh, you know, basically Wardlow can't get the title. Uh, Max Caster and the Ass Boys, or the Gun Club as they really should be called, uh, came out for a six-man tag. They were so, uh, they can't stand Dan, uh, Danhausen and issued a six-man tag or a trios t- uh, challenge to take any two people. And how Danhausen was just funny. He goes, um, he's like, yeah, so, you know, I'm here. And he's like, I got two guys. I guess they're okay. And out comes FTR, one of the most decorated tag teams of all time and probably the best tag team that's going right now today when it comes to their the collecting of belts. Um, FTR comes out and even Danhausen gets involved in the actual match and wrestles a bit. Um, this was really, it was great for, uh, for it all. I loved the match. It wasn't my. It wasn't the top one of the night for me. That goes to Orange Cassidy, um, but they put on a hell of a match. Austin Gunn kept on botching moves though, which was really just annoying me because it's he was trying. I don't know if it was just that he was trying to go too fast or if he just slipped. I don't know what it was, but he just he kept botching move after move. Um, and finally, you had uh, Anthony Bowen uh, come into the ring to showing that he's able to stand and walk now on his leg uh, that he had the surgery on. And he goes to attack with the crutch. And when he did so, he ended up hitting one of the Gunn brothers, uh, knocked him out. I think it was Austin Gunn who got knocked out. Um, Dan Housen gets the win. And afterwards, you had Billy Gunn getting involved to separate the acclaimed and the ass boys. He ends up shoving his own son and kind of siding with uh, with the acclaimed. You had a Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and uh, Satnam Singh promo, officially challenging Samoa Joe for the ROH TV Championship. Jade Cargill retains in the open challenge and Layla Gray is the one who answered it. Uh, Jade Cargill retains the title and then afterwards calls out the fact that, uh, uh, you know, she had this open challenge. Athena and Chris Satlander could have stepped up, but they didn't. Um, so out comes Athena and Chris Satlander who attacked Jade and Kira Hogan. And then Stokely convinces Layla Gray to attack Athena uh, shove her off the top rope as she was going for the eclipse and this led to Kier Hogan uh, doing a super kick to Athena laying her out um, and it looks like she's trying to join the baddies now that uh, that Red Velvet is out of commission for a little while yeah the Young Bucks cut a promo which really wasn't interesting at all they were just kind of confirming that uh, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole are all out on injury right now. Then we get to the blood and guts warfare. 
and this was incredible. Um, you had Claudio Castanaldi uh, start off against Sammy Guevara. A couple of botches in that uh, when they were going one-on-one, which I, I felt like Sammy was just, again, he was trying to go too fast. Um, didn't really care too much for that piece of it, but uh, I thought it was great action overall. Um, you eventually get uh, Jake Hager in the match. I think he was the third person from the JAS come in. And you had him and Claudio, or AKA Cesaro, square off in the ring. They start going at it like two bulls fighting at the same time. And you just hear the crowd chanting, We the people, which is a throwback to their whole um, gimmicks. Uh, the tag team partnership that they had in WWE when they were uh, managed by Zeb Coulter. Um, John Moxley gets into them into the match and he throws a chair at Jake Hager. And when Hager, it hit Hager, it kind of like ricocheted back off of him and almost hit Moxley as he was trying to get in the ring, uh, which I actually found kind of, you know, amusing. And then Moxley just goes to work. He pulls out a fork out of somewhere. I don't know if it was from his jeans or from his, uh, from the tape in his wrist or something, but he ends up pulling out a fork and starts stabbing uh, Garcia in the head with the force and uh, Daniel Garcia with the head and the, and the fork. Um, Daniel Garcia was just bleeding all over the place, man. He, he was one of many that were just bleeding all over. Um, later on in the match, you had uh, Claudio do a, a gorilla press and launches him, uh, launches the, I, I couldn't even tell which one it was. I think it was uh, Daniel Garcia or maybe it was uh, Matt Maynard. I don't remember which one, but one of them ends up getting gorilla pressed and thrown right to Moxley, who hits a cutter, um, which I thought that was great. I, I love that. Um, then we had Pinball City, as they called it, uh, where you had Wheeler Yuta, you had uh, Claudio and Moxley all throwing uppercuts on Angelo Parker. Uh, maybe that's who it was that got the, the press into the cutter. Uh, Angelo Parker just kept getting uppercutted left and right, um, pounced between all three of them, like for a, a good, like solid minute almost. Um, I thought that was great. <laughs> and I loved that they called it Pinball City. Um, Santana went down early, at least not early in the match, but early for him in the match. Because uh, he came in, and I want to say he was the the fifth member of the Blackpool Combat Club's team. And as he gets in there, he he starts going at a decent speed. And at one point, he goes for the Uranagi. And as he goes for the Uranagi, his knee buckled. And according to reports, he did injure that knee. So it looks like Santana is going to be out for a little while. Um, Moxley eventually tries to stab Matt Menard 
with a fork and then throws it away, pulls out these skewers from his pocket and starts jamming them into Matt Menard's head. Um, towards the near the end of the match, you had uh, Ty Conti uh, pickpocket the referee after he got, went down, unlocks the cage. This allows Jericho to get out of there. Uh, he starts climbing up to the top, followed closely by Eddie Kingston. Uh, they start battling at the top, and Sammy Guevara goes after them to try to stop Jericho from getting hurt. And instead, Sammy Guevara gets thrown off the top of the cage. So, of course, we end up having, you know, the typical someone has to get thrown off the top. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to happen at every single time they have blood and guts at this point now. Um, what I did like was that you had uh, Claudio eventually go up there and same with Matt Menard and you had Claudio get the, the giant swing, you know, his big swing thing uh, move that he does on top of the cage. And I, and I just sat there. Actually, I think that he did that to Jericho. Um, and he just kept going, and I, I sat there going, I, you better hold on for dear life, because if for some reason your hand slips, someone's getting royally fucked up. <laughs> Excuse my language on that one, but it's, I was waiting for that to happen. Um, finally, you had the, 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 those four up on top of the cage. Uh, Jericho gets trapped in the stretch pump from Eddie Kingston, and Claudio uh, ends up reversing Matt Menard into a sharpshooter. They're both up there, and it looks like Jericho is about to tap, but Matt Menard was the one who ended up tapping. And it shows that Eddie Kingston was not happy about this because he wanted Jericho to be the one to tap. Uh, he wanted to be the one to win it for his team. And Claudio ended up winning it, and the way that they keep on phrasing things, it, it's kind of like Claudio and Eddie Kingston have problems with each other and a history before ever coming to AEW together. So it looks like they're going to kind of boil that down. I think that's what they're going to go with. I think they're going to end up leading eventually into an Eddie Kingston, uh, Claudio Castanoli uh, storyline and fight, which I'm actually happy. I would, I'd be okay with that. So we're going to see how that all turns out. Um, the one thing I will say when it comes to Rampage, uh, they have kind of, it's a 20 man battle Royal. I forget what they're calling it. It's Royal something. Um, but basically it's a 20 man battle Royal that they're going to be comp- uh, having on Rampage to kick off the show. The winner of that will be challenging John Moxley for the interim AEW heavyweight championship. Um, you also have the Young Bucks who will be defending the AEW Tag Team Championships uh, against two members from New Japan Pro. Uh, so the Forbidden Door is still open at the moment. And we're going to see what happens there. Um, other than that, I believe we are good. Um, I'm going to just quickly go over a few my other my notes really quick. So bear with me. Uh, but I believe that should be everything coming out of AEW Dynamite. 
Uh, actually, there are some things that I can kind of go with. Um, uh, Alan Angels, a.k.a. number five from the Dark Order. Uh, his contract has expired with AEW. Um, it looks like that he is not, he's not been re-signed. There is potential for him to work one-off situations with them, but there are uh, several that are not going to be, he's not going to be basically part of the Dark Order, it looks like. Um Apparently, let's see, uh, in other AEW news, there were several people who are not, who were not there for Dynamite or Rampage. Um, this is because of injuries or COVID. Um, and they wind up, they do actually have the list of participants for the Royal Rampage, that's what they're calling it. Royal Rampage. Um, so the participants were Frankie Kazarian, John Silver, Orange Cassidy, Roosh, Hangman Adam Page, Kansuki uh, Takashida, Penta Obscuro, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, Darby Allen, The Blade, Dustin Rhodes, The Butcher, Max Caster, Tony Nese, Matt Hardy, Dante Martin, and Brody Kane. So they actually have a little bit of a better pool of, of wrestlers for this as opposed to that Casino Battle Royal that they ended up having. Um... Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking forward to Rampage then this week. Let, let's go ahead and see what happens. Um, that is going to end our show. I will be back this weekend. I will be covering, uh, at least I'll be trying to cover SmackDown. Uh, I'll be covering Rampage because Rampage actually seems halfway decent, at least with the Royal Rampage and the, the tag team title match being on there. Um and if I'm not mistaken, Money in the Bank is actually on Saturday, so I'll have to I'll have to tune in and get you coverage on that as well. So that is going to end our show for today. Tune in next time to find out what's on tap.